0: Yo, what up everybody? Paul Hickey here with nooffseason.com. I am the host of the Sports Card Strategy Show. This is the Basketball Card Strategy Show. It's a special day. We've got Gary from hoopsandcards.com and the Hoops and Cards pod with us. My main man Gary and I today are going to talk about several things, so we hope you tune into the whole show. Gary wants to talk about playoffs and sell-offs, which I love. This will be NBA (laughs) players to watch for, playoff pops, and guys to sell now before the season ends. That is a great way, Gary, to categorize uh, those two different types of Sports cards. Also, which stars are rising now that we should add to our off-season shopping list. I freaking love that as well because there is no off-season. So we should be shopping <laughs> That's in the off Right. So we're gonna talk about those guys. And then Gary has a couple special players that he wants to talk about. Mr. Julius Randall had a big game last night. And and then there's a guy. We won't, I'll give you a little teaser. We'll talk about him later. There is a guy that Gary thinks is the best investment out of the last three rookie classes so stay tuned for who that young man is um i'm excited to talk to gary today and then i've got in my show prep i did a little last week i was on vacation i was up in michigan with my family as as many listeners already know because i've talked about it several times and i did a show from michigan but um I would get bored from time to time because there'd be downtime, but I couldn't like sneak away on my computer. But I'd look around the room and I'd be like, ah, everyone's on their phone right now. It's good opportunity for me to shop for some cards. So as I was shopping for some cards, I came up with a play that I want to talk about on the, on the Basketball Card Strategy Show later in this episode that I think everybody out there can make money. And that is the purpose. Of course, it's fun to listen to us. But the purpose of this show is to help you make money flipping basketball cards. So without further ado, Gary from Hoops and Cards, how you doing, my man, man?
1: What's up, Paul? Hey, doing great, doing great. It is great to see you, great to be with you again and to talk basketball at the time of year when, hey, not just March Madness in, uh, in the tournament, but March Madness in the Western Conference, like seven teams fighting for a couple spots and uh, big games every night. Like, I, I can't believe what Julius Randle did. Uh, last night uh, the Bulls and Sixers going to double overtime seems like there's always something big happening or some bad news happening like with a guy like Anthony Edwards going down or different different changes in lineups so yeah man it, it is a great time to talk about how that impacts the card market and uh, I'm just excited to be with you again bro so thanks
0: yeah man for sure for sure well uh you're looking good you got the the hoops and cards backdrop I'm going to have to check out one of those virtual backgrounds. For those of you listening on Spotify and Apple, Gary's got a great hoops and cards virtual background. Uh, and I, I might have <laughs> to build one for no off season. But anyway, um, yeah, I am happy to be here with you. Great, great uh, overview of of uh, including Anthony Edwards. Hopefully he's, he is just day to day. That's what they mm. say. And I'm, I'm hoping that he is. We'll see if he can bounce back from this injury and continue to uh, try to help the Timberwolves get to the playoffs. But yeah, it is March madness uh, in, the, in the NBA as well as in the NCAA. So, um, all right. That point you're talking about the conference teams vying for playoff spots. Who are some guys that you want to talk about related to players to watch for whose value could spike during the playoffs? Because, it's a bit of a risky proposition to um and try to monetize during the playoffs, but it can be done, and you're very good at doing it. So nah. who are some of the guys you want to throw out there for the listeners to look for?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's an exciting time of – look at the NBA season, really the, the playoffs. So May and early June with the finals, those are the times when players have – Epic performances. Somebody steps up and uh, takes their team further than they've ever been or drops 40 a night, like wins their first title, like Giannis a couple years ago. There's there's going to be some historic uh, achievements or performances that the card market will react to. I mean, it could even be, I remember a couple of years ago, if you remember the Clippers making a run and Terrence Mann had like two big games because Kawhi was out and he, Terrence Mann had a game where he dropped like 30 points. And all of a sudden, I mean, I went to eBay and at the time it was Starstock and Terrence Mann cards were selling like crazy. Well, uh, this is, this is a time when people not only watching the NBA, but card Sharks, collectors, investors, snipers like you guys. We are we're doing what you said you did with your family. We're going on our phones and like, oh, maybe I should buy a Terrence Mann. Oh, maybe I should get some Giannis uh, before everybody else does in the next 24 hours. So yeah, there's some great opportunities there um, coming up for the playoffs. We we just did an episode just drop this morning about the Western Conference going through bubble teams like Dallas Lakers, Oklahoma City is even in the mix now. I I can't even. Oklahoma City is, is not tanking for once, and, and I love that. So w- what I'm going to do, Paul, to answer your question is to say, yeah, it is, it is a really proposition right now to say buy anything because it's your money. And uh, we've been in a market that's been trending downward for quite a while. Unless you get in on a, you know, a, a guy like Laurie Markkinen or Mikael Bridges before everybody else does. Um, it's, it's risky. It is a risky time. And so I've been focusing my energy on big names that I know are going to be relevant in May and getting cards of theirs that are PSA 10 or more frequently bought and sold. So base rookie 10s of Joel Embiid, base rookie 10s of Nikola Jokic, base rookie 10s or silver of Shea Gilgis Alexander. In fact, he's the guy that I think has the most to gain over the next three weeks. And when Oklahoma City does what they did two nights ago, goes into Phoenix and there's a shootout between SGA and Devin Booker and Booker doesn't win because big shot Kevin Durant is on the court. (laughs) Like um, Oklahoma City and Shea out. Shea looks really good to me uh, as a guy with upside the potential to do some things he's never done before at a team that they haven't had it in a while. So I I like him a lot, uh, partially because, look, I can buy his cards and say, Hey, if he has a big playoff series in May, great. That would be a, a short-term selling opportunity. If he doesn't, I still got some Shea Gilgis, again, before his star rises and takes him to the playoffs for the first time. So I like him a lot. Does that answer to your question? Like guys that, that let him zero in on are mostly names you already know. There, there's a few hidden gems or there's a few guys that are stepping into the spotlight. But for the most part, I'm focusing on the big guys, Joel Embiid, Giannis. Uh, I think Jalen Brown has added his name to that list. Of he's he's nobody's sidekick. It's like one and one a, and I'm not always sure which one Tatum is. Like Jalen Brown is awesome, and uh, a bargain in comparison. So there are a lot of but big names of teams that are in the top four that I like right now. That I would just say, hey, look, if you're looking to. Buy before everybody else does. Whether you decide to sell it a month or not, that's your that's your decision. These might be players that are, you know, how how many years from now is Joel Embiid going to be relevant? I think I think many years. We're going to be watching the Joker. We're going to be watching Giannis. We're going to be watching Luca in the playoffs. So.
0: Yeah, you nailed it, man. Um, I totally agree, and I just want to underscore your point real quick for the audience. Mm-hmm. What Gary just said about SGA mm-hmm. is spot on, and and Embiid and Jokic. But the point is, this is why I love sports card flipping and investing more than sports betting or fantasy sports. It's because if Shay like you're making a bet on Shay being good in general in his career by buying his card, and, and you're not only putting money on a particular run this year. <clears throat> so while yeah. it is risky to, it is risky if you feel like you are making the play and you have to sell regardless of how the Thunder do in May, for example. If you can hold the card, if you're in a position where you can buy and hold the card, then there should be many opportunities to monetize that play. Even if SGA and the Thunder don't make it far, even if his card prices don't spike, even if we hope this doesn't happen, but even if he gets injured, right? He's still hopefully in October can see a value spike based on the hype cycle of the start of the next NBA season. And who knows he could end up being one of the top five players in the league someday. And then you've got his card. So I think you totally nailed it. And then of course, like, I think, I mean, I personally learned a lesson a few years back buying guys like Jamal Murray buying, Mm -hmm. buying guys like Grayson Allen, just trying to get, trying to go like super, super sleeper level. Whereas you just said Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, like MVP candidate, <laughs> right. My guy Giannis, right? Like I think that that, that that still is the play. I mean, even Darius Garland, as much as I loved him and as much as, as much as I love him, mm-hmm. uh, not past tense, I still do love him. I think that I even learned a little bit of a lesson because while we, while, while we may have helped some people make money on Darius Garland, the reality is that like, it was a deeper sleeper call. And, when you have a guy like Donovan Mitchell come into town, like I think that has affected Darius's card prices in a bit of a negative way. And so, um, maybe even a guy like an all-star can be a little bit too big of a sleeper, too big of a risk. Like too many things might have to happen for their card prices to move. Whereas not that many things have to happen for the guys that you named Giannis Embiid, Jokic SGA. I love those calls. Those are awesome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, without getting into, into too many more, it seems like those are your playoffs. Um, who, who are your – and I'm sure that there's guys out there, and, and feel free to drop a comment if you have a question on any guys like mm-hmm. like Luca, like Anthony Edwards, like other big names. like um, Gary mentioned Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. What about like De'Aaron Fox, Steph Curry, um, Ja Morant. What about Ja Morant? There's a lot going on with him. Um, so if you want to comment on any of those guys, Gary, feel free, or if you want to go into your sell-offs, uh, I'd love to hear who you're thinking, like maybe has peaked this season and people can, people should move on from right now.
1: Well, let me, let me, uh, I love what you said a minute ago about the card market being better than, uh, betting or what was the other one? Fantasy sports or something like, like, yeah, I have John Morant cards. And I'm glad I have them. Has it been a strange couple of weeks with Ja? Yeah. Yeah. could. uh, But at the same time, I, I love watching the guy play. He's going to be back. Um, Is it an indicator of, of some issues he might have long-term maybe. Okay. But I also think this could be a wake up call in his life. And uh, he, he has a chance to be one of the, right. The impact players of his generation. And he's proven that on the court. So I, all that to say, that it's it's great that you can buy and and sell when you want, but buy players that you enjoy. There's 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 a lot of options here that we're going to talk about today. There are guys that um, that I have avoided not because their cards aren't a great investment, but because I, maybe just being in the East, you know, living in the East, I don't see the Western Conference teams play as much. So I I've missed out on the De'Aaron Fox uh, card market so far. But I do think, man, Sacramento looks for real. They're well coached. They're balanced. They've these aren't like rookies hitting a run. These are these are some vets that know what they're doing, and uh, and so they're going to be fun to watch. They're going to surprise some people, uh, guys. Players that have spent most of the regular season doing load management and protecting their brand and fighting with teammates and. Ripping Dylan Brooks in the media, like these guys, got to start paying attention to what they're actually doing on the court, um, because teams like Memphis and Sacramento, even Oklahoma City, they are for real. So, um, so yeah, I think to your question about sell-offs, right now in March, you know we've got ten games left in the season for a lot of these teams, and some of them are about to slide into cardboard irrelevance. They're about to slide into the off season with not so much as a whimper and these teams that maybe they're in the Victor Wemben Yama. You're not going to like this, Paul. You're a Detroit guy. Uh, Let's go
0: Pistons get Victor
1: like sell Jaden Ivy now while you've got, you've got uh, an auto and he drops 30 tomorrow night. Sell. Why? Not because you hate Jaden Ivy, but because he's going to be a better buy in eight weeks or in six months when it's the off season and nobody's thinking about Jaden Ivy, but you know what you have, you know, how good he is Cade Cunningham. Some of these guys I'm going to mention are injured or there's uncertainty tied to where they're at and what they're doing. And uh, you know, so Cade LaMelo I'm glad Anthony Edwards is coming back. That's a relief, but there's, there's a lot of those kinds of players where I'm like, this guy won't matter in the card market for, I don't know how long, like, when will Zion matter again? I don't, I, I don't know. Like I'm rooting for all these guys and I'm invested in some of them, but you have to think, like you said, there there's short-term gains to be won or losses to be avoided. I think, I think when you're talking about a sell-off, it's, I'm, I'm going to help you minimize your losses because you're going to look at a player who right now is obviously not going to be in the playoffs Look at the bottom four teams in each conference. They're not going to the playoffs. What will those cards be worth in five months? And the answer is a lot less than they are now. Even if you don't like what they're worth now, I'm sure you don't with your Cades or your Zions. But in four months, it's going to be worse. People are going to be putting their money into Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Shohei Otani, And if they're buying stuff in the off season, it's going to be, you know, potentially the, the new drops of the Paolo rookies or the Victor Wembanyama, like they're going to be buying the next new thing, the bright and shiny thing. So Cade, Lamelo, you know, you might love them, but you might sell now.
0: That's yeah. That's interesting. I think, I think you make a good point because like four months from now is July, but five months from now is August, which I think yeah. August is probably even going to be worse. Right. So I think it depends on your patience level Meaning if you can, I think if you can wait till October that I would recommend like if with Cade and Lamello, for me personally, I'm going to hold my Cades and Lamellos till October. And then I think that will be a better time to sell. But I agree that like, if you've been holding these guys already for a while and you need the money and you want to, I like how you said minimize your losses. That's a great mm-hmm. way to put it. You need mm-hmm. to minimize your losses. Um, and so the other point that you made that I want to underscore is the types of cards that you're buying for these guys. So back to the guys that you were buying for the playoffs real quick, you mentioned liquid cards, meaning like they're they're PSA 10s of like commonly traded cards. So whether it be their Prism or their Optic or, you know, something similar to that, easy to understand, easy to buy, easy to sell. I think that is a smart yeah. play for a quick flip. And I think if you're, but my question to you is if you're going to go a little bit deeper and, and say, buy a guy like on a team like the Kings, like if you're going to like, I'm not saying to do this, but I'm saying people are out there looking at these plays. Like if you wanted to buy a DeMontis Sabonis card, for example, I've done some research into Sabonis over the last couple of years in his cards. He is a guy that could fit the category of having a huge playoff game. Mm-hmm. And that would honestly be the only time that his cards would be worth anything. So, if you're, if you have like high risk tolerance and you want to go kind of for lightning in a bottle, he could be a guy to look at. But then the question would be, what card would you buy of his? And again, I'm not saying to do this, but would you still buy, would you still go with what you're saying, like a Prism PSA 10 that's, that's cheaper and easier to sell? Or would you go with like, a higher end Sabonis card, because I would think even a Sabonis auto would be pretty affordable with a potential higher upside. And the reason I bring this up is because this is kind of what I did with Cam Thomas, where I bought his contenders (laughs) autos, his base stuff. It's higher, much higher risk though. And I'm not saying to do this, but I know again, the people with the higher risk tolerance that are really into, into hoops and and NBA playoffs might want to, take a little bit of a chance. Do you suggest any of that or do you avoid that completely?
1: I, I love that there are different entry points. I, I love that there are options and you're right. The cheaper, more well-known option for Sabonis might be the Prism PSA 10 base rookie or the Optic because that's the first year of Optic 2016, PSA 10 base rookie. Uh, personally, if it's a player I like more and I want to invest a little bit more, I might look for the Silver or the Hollow uh, but you're right. The autograph cards. If I'm going to get an autograph of those players, it either needs to be uh, a numbered, higher end type of card in great shape, or it needs to be an autograph card of a brand that people are going to be searching for frequently. I, I have to think about the sale. If, if if I'm thinking as an investor, like I'm not a Sabonis fan, so I'm not I'm not like yeah I'm not tracking the Kings box scores every night or you know betting on Sabonis triple doubles. I, I'm But if I think about it as an investment, I have to think, well, who's going to buy in a month? Who's going to buy when he, they're in a, they're in a playoff series against who the Clippers. I don't know. They're in a playoff series and Sabonis has a triple double in a home game and the Kings win. Could that happen? Absolutely. Would that be a blast? Will people go online and buy Sabonis cards? Probably. I think De'Aaron Fox is a bit more explosive and a bit more um, attractive as a just a, just fun player to watch, but but to, to your point, there, there are various entry points. I, I absolutely love that. And, and there's some now, and there will be some in three or four weeks as the playoff starts. I, I wanted to say a guy's name who I have missed out on in the last three weeks. And it's been a little frustrating because it's this buying strategy of PSA 10s, of popular brands, of cards of a player that's going deep in the playoffs, who's going to make an impact. And it's Chris Middleton. And like... Three weeks ago, I could have gone, and I had him in my watch list. PSA 10, Chris Middleton, Prism Rookies from 2012 for $49. You can go on your like sold items right now on eBay and see a few of his PSA 10s that sold for $49. And we're talking about a three- or four-time All-Star who's about to go to the finals again. Like, Milwaukee has the yeah, best record in the NBA by by four or five games right now. Like, Chris Middleton is, is back, and the games that he's not putting up, 20, he's getting 11 assists. So... Uh, is he going to have some big games in May and June? I think it's very likely <laughs> that Chris Middleton plays a factor in, in the bucks return to the finals. And so I'll have to say, like, if you go online now at, at, at eBay, I'm just using them as an example and try to find a Chris Middleton PSA 10 card. I went online an hour ago. And I'm like, there's only two or three left that are under 150 bucks. And one was 110, one's 105, One's $99 and has like 26 watchers. So either somebody has been trying to buy it and the seller is, you know, traveling the world and, and turned off their eBay store, or there's just, there's a bunch of people sending him offers and trying to get it for 50 or 60. He's like, nope, this is Chris Middleton. So, so I missed the boat on buying like four or five cards in the 50 range, four or five cards in the 75 range. That card has at least doubled in value in the last month with a very predictable return from injury. Chris Middleton's a 10 year vet and now he's playoff relevant and they're going to go deep. Another guy that I'm thinking that way about. And I, I'm like afraid to go look at the comps because I missed the boat on Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's playing like an MVP. The Clippers look like they could run deep. They've got a great coach. (laughs) It's Kawhi Leonard. (laughs) Like why are PSA tens of Kawhi, why are PSA nines of Kawhi Leonard's rookie, even affordable uh anymore. So so yeah, there are players that th- these are the guys I'm talking about where is it a risk to bet on Kawhi Leonard? No. I got yeah, anybody could get injured, but it's Kawhi, it's Kawhi Leonard, you know, it, it's Chris Middleton and the Milwaukee Bucks. So I try to I try to lean towards and and do I enjoy watching those guys play? Yeah. Yeah. I try to lean towards guys that are big names that that top three or four in their conference. So Jalen Brown, I still love. Um, I've got some Jalen Browns in my watch list that I don't want to tell you which cards they are. Cause you, you Paul, you're probably going to go <laughs> buy by. He, he's awesome. He's got the whole Batman thing going with this mask and he's, he's just a blast to watch um, Jalen Brown's clutch. And I could see him having some major, major performances in May. So
0: love a lot it. of, a
1: lot of guys to think that way about.
0: This is great stuff Gary from Hoops and Cards. Check out hoopsandcards.com and the Hoops and Cards podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Gary is dropping the knowledge here on the Basketball Card Strategy Show. Everybody, uh, I'd like to go into the comments and say hello to Oh My Shoes. Oh My Shoes. Uh, is yes, a sir. Loyal audience member of the Sports Card Strategy Show and supporter of nooffseason.com. We appreciate you Oh My Shoes and on yesterday's sports card strategy show, we talked about Oh my shoes play of buying the, so shoes admittedly emailed me and said he missed out on the Victor Wemben Yama cards that I had been shouting from the rooftops about. And I submitted 12 of them to PSA. Oh, dude. Oh,
1: um, I flipped them uh, and I wish I had kept them. I probably should have (laughs) kept them.
0: And, uh, I don't know where you got your mags, Gary. We can come back around to that. But Shoes <laughs> got seven Drew Timmy cards for two to three bucks a piece, and he's sending them off to PSA. So we're hoping yeah, second-round draft projection of Drew Timmy. My, my thought is maybe he has a big summer league game or two, and then Shoes can make some money off that play, but we'll see. But also to where we wanted to go next is... Stars on the rise, right? So, Shoes just sold some Paolo Banquero rookies from Mm. the Hoops set. Did pretty well on those. Congrats. And, yeah, I agree. And uh, just wanted to say hello to Ziggy. What up, Ziggy? Good to to see you in the chat. Um, And I think he's commenting on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in terms of the Mm. uh, Batman and Robin 1A, 1B situation. Um, One thing real quick, Gary, before I'll give you a chance to think a little bit longer on the uh, rising stars, but I wanted to pull up something real quick uh, on Jalen Brown, because I saw a Jalen Brown uh, HGA 9.5 for sale, and if I can pull it up. And what I'm wondering is... What is the HGA nine five? Here it is right here. Okay. So I'm going to share my screen for those of you listening on Apple and Spotify. uh, I'm sharing a Jalen Brown, HGA nine five corners, 10 surface nine, five edges, nine, five centering nine, five. And this is a 2016 panini Donruss rookie. So it's just a base rookie. There's 13 hours left in this auction. There's eight bids. It's currently at eleven dollars and fifty cents. So what I'm wondering is if we go to our friendly neighborhood sportscardinvestor.com <laughs> website and then we uh, check out this same Don Russ Jalen Brown card. Give me a second to get there. I want to know what this card sells for in a PSA 10. I'm gonna to get to the wrong card first, so just bear with me. But what, what I do is I find, I wanna find what this HGA 95 with the high subgrades sells for in a PSA 10. And I'm I'm only finding the optic here. So here's the Don Russ. And so in a PSA 10, it last sold for $55. So what might not be a bad play is if you can get this... I don't know what this auction is going to end for, but to Gary's point with Jalen Brown, he likes Jalen Brown in general. So you could just go buy a PSA 10 or you could try to go for like an HGA 9.5 or like a SGC 9.5 that could crack and sub for a PSA 10. Do it for the $19 submission if you can include it in a bulk value submission. And like, for example, if you could get this Jalen Brown for 20 bucks. It's a 20 bucks submission. It should come back as a PSA 10 if you crack it and don't ruin the card while you're cracking it. And then now you're looking at, okay, well, it last sold for $55. So that's not going to be a huge profit margin. That's going to be like a wash. But my point is if Jalen Brown does what Gary thinks he's going to do in the playoffs, potentially, now you're in a situation where you've saved a few bucks On a Jalen Brown PSA 10, and hopefully it increases during the playoffs. So that's not always going to work. There's not always, you're not always going to leave yourself profit margin there. But I I was just curious what this Jalen Brown HGA 9.5 could go for. Because again, you can get it for, I mean, it's at $11.50 with 13 hours left. It's going to go up, of course. But if it stays like under $20, $25, that's half the price of a PSA 10 and it's a gem mint card. So, just an interesting play there, I think. Brett Hartman, new name to the show. Thanks for watching and listening. Glad to comment. Good to see you. He says Drew Timmy equals Frank Kaminsky. do be a great <laughs> player but not the NBA. That's why I think that shoes' play is dependent on a big summer league.
1: <clears throat> yeah, Chad
0: he, Gill, analyst uh Former audience member turned analyst, good to see you, Chad. We've been tra- so Gary. Chad wants to come on your show, <laughs> and I think and I think Sweet. you should have him on because he's been doing an amazing job on the Sports Card Strategy Show with yeah. his flip to fund your PC. <clears throat> yeah. Said, Hot take for Gary: I think Sabonis is a better player than Jokic. Now his cards wa- aren't worth anywhere near as much, but give me Sabonis. Interesting.
1: A better player. Or a better investment because he's got more ahead of him. Like Maybe it's a better investment, ADDs. Chad. You might have to clarify
0: this next time you're on the show, Chad. Maybe
1: you're, Are you in Sacramento, Chad? What's going on?
0: I don't know where Chad is, actually. Um, <laughs> he says that better player than Jokic, but plays in a different system. His cards aren't worth anywhere near as much, but give me some bonus. So Chad's looking at like a buy low situation, which I don't hate. Although... I do think that a player like Jokic isn't gonna have to do as much to see a return, of course. Whereas like a player like Sabonis, to get a return on his cards, he's gonna have to have like some huge moments, I believe. So,
1: well, can I make a comment about Sabonis and uh, your Jalen Brown card you just put up there? Yeah, go for it. Uh, that that is a buying or flipping opportunity that most people don't realize, but I kind of stumbled onto about about six weeks ago with Jason Tatum. Uh, the any any of the Don Russ cards, like you had the the Don Russ, just the base Jalen Brown Don Russ rookie card, right? Um, you have uh, before 2018, a lot of decent rookies that maybe their paper Don Russ card is still very affordable, but very hard to grade. Like, if you've got a raw, say, you've got a raw Jalen Brown card. Uh, it is super hard to get a paper Don Russ card to get a get anything like a nine or higher. It's super hard. I unfortunately have, have done that and had uh, two cards that looked identical for me. One came back as a 10, one came back as a six. I'm like, I don't know how to grade paper. But when right. I find a card that's already a PSA 10, so here's, here's what happened to me. I, I was researching different Jason Tatum plays, different Jason Tatum buys on that Market Movers app, and... And on eBay, and I noticed that uh the, the the Jason Tatum PSA 10, just the Don Russ base, some people were buying it in January for 60, 70, 80 dollars. PSA 10 Tatum. Because someone goes on, they think, well, it's just Don Russ, it's not optic, so I'm gonna list it for 75. Boom, it sells. And then mixed in with the, oh, those comps, people were buying and selling it for 160, 150. And I'm like, huh. There's there's that big a range on a Donruss paper 10 of Tatum. Yeah. So I went, I went in and I bought um I, I bought two of them at the 70 dollar range. Like I send in an offer or whatever. All that to say people don't realize right now how scarce a 10 of some of these cards is in comparison with like the Optic or the Prism or whatever. And even and and because of that, I think the PSA 10s of a Savonis 2016 Donruss, just a Donruss base are going to be a little bit harder to find because they don't grade as well. And uh, a lot of people weren't sending in their Sabonis rookies, you know, back then. Another card that I found that with is uh, if you take the, the Joker or Joel Embiid, you know, they've got the regular rated rookie cards from their years. Great, those are popular. But the ones that are starting to surge now are those that subset called The Rookies.
0: Mm-hmm. Like if
1: you search for the Joker, The Rookies, you can find both base uh, raw or base PSA 10s have a range like the raw you could buy online of a joker between this is this is insane to me between fifteen dollars and seventy five dollars for the same card raw well you have the same kind of range when it comes to the graded card of a nine or a ten and those cards like if you i don't know if you have your market movers at paul but like the pop count on a joker psa 10 Don Russ rated rookie is is very low same with Embiid. Uh, so I see a buying opportunity for those two MVP candidates. We can argue about them for the next three weeks, and we probably will. But, but they're the top two, I, I think. And uh, their rookie cards are a hard to grade, harder to find in the Don Russ and low pop count. You looking up the?
0: Here it is, right 10. here. So
1: low pop. Nikola Jokic, 10.
0: 2015 Don Russ base PSA 10 pop 321. Mm-hmm. So that is a great drop by gary for sure great knowledge and it's crazy
1: how how uh scarce like in comparison to a psa 10 of luka Doncic or ja morant like it's not like these were 20 years ago it's yeah it's just three years before that
0: yeah and the 2016 one that we showed of jalen brown a minute ago uh bd bear bandit in the comments here thanks for the comment bd bear bandit Appreciate you. uh I
1: think that's Brett. Comment. Is that Brett? I, he's he's. I think that's Brett from our. Is he our, one uh, of your, is one yeah, of your yeah. guys? Yeah. Love it. Love
0: okay. Love it. All right. So Brett, if that's you, thanks for for watching the basketball card strategy show and commenting. He says too many chances for whiting on the edges of those cards with right. colored borders. It's brutal. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, it is. Brett. Oh, oh. can I like oh. like
1: my head exploded when I think about the same possibility I mentioned about that he talked about the colored borders on some of the Don rated rookies. A De'Aaron Fox PSA ten Donruss base right now, forty bucks or less. Yeah, is that these guy on the great, rise?
0: <laughs> great opportunities to go get these cards and then flip them. And also to Chad Gill's point, who who was kind of the inspiration behind this cracking and submitting of these SGC nine fives, HGA nine fives, etc., is to look at okay, is is the 2016 set, for example, instead of going and getting the PSA 10, to my point a minute ago, can you get a price break on the HGA 9.5 with high subgrades or the SGC 9.5 that looks like it could be a PSA 10? Is there enough of a price break there to where a PSA 9 isn't going to kill you, but a PSA 10 gives you upside? And is there enough time to get it graded by PSA if you crack it and submit it and get it back? Probably yes, if you're looking at May or June for for somebody to do something in the playoffs. Because it's only mid March and I think I think you I think their turnaround time's been really, really good lately, at least for me. So um that's a little bit of a like adding extra layers in there rather than just getting the PSA 10 to, Gary, to Gary's point. You could just go, a lot of these, just go get the PSA 10 that he's talked about. So uh, love the audience participation. Thanks everybody yeah. in the comments. We appreciate it. We'll, we'll come back around into the comments, but let's get to Gary's thoughts on rising stars. This, I'm super intrigued for Gary, who you think is going to be somebody to potentially buy now and, and watch over the next couple of years as their star rises.
1: So here's, let me ask a clarifying question. Do you want, you did say the next couple of years. Uh, do you want me to focus on guys that, that will have that playoff run in them the next, you know, six to eight weeks? Or do you want me to focus on hidden gems to search for in the off season because they're, like you said, the stars on the rise?
0: Well, if you've you. got guys from both categories, <laughs> why don't you throw 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 <clears> them out <throat> with the qualifier behind each one?
1: All right. So um, my my qualifier is to say there's nothing like super genius or new about the names I'm about to say. It is just that their games and their platforms are rising. They are taking everything to the next level. And it is, it's a blast to see. Like, I don't know the big news in the trade was Kevin Durant leaving Brooklyn and Kyrie Irving leaving Brooklyn, but Mikel Bridges is taking over Brooklyn and making it his, his city, making it his team. He's I I read a stat last week that he scored more points in his first 10 games with Brooklyn than Kyrie and Kevin Durant did combined. And uh, those two guys like big shock, boom, they're sitting out games like, like, Mikkel Bridges is, was already one of the most durable players in the league, a two-way player. And now he's, now he's in a position where they need him to score. And guess what? He can't. Like, he, he's, he is better than Chris Paul's sidekick. He's better than Devin Booker's defensive stopper. Like he, He's becoming an all-around stud. And, uh, and so there's, I think there's a great like, buying and long-term opportunity in Bridges. Not, not necessarily right now, but he's one of those buy-in November guys. You know, when, uh, when everybody's they're they're coming back to the basketball season and most people are thinking, Hey, Anthony Edwards, Hey, Giannis, Hey, LeBron. Well, Mikkel Bridges is a star and he's on a team that needs him to score. So
0: yeah. They, so put, go onto your, like your Google calendars or whatever you use right in August and put a note, like search for Mikel Bridges cards. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that. Nice
1: I'm, ones. Like you can you get some that. great cards of his in, in October, November, December. Fantastic yeah. cards. And Brooklyn has, like, watch what they do in the offseason. They have a ton of assets and draft picks. They they are coming out uh, pretty sweet from the trades they just made. And, um, you know, I'm sure it was hard to part with the big names, but I guess they still need to get rid of Ben Simmons. But they the drama is gone, and they've got these young players that just want to win. Cam Johnson, I would be interested in him if he wasn't so stinking old. Like, he's older than his career. He's so, old? But he's scored. yeah. He yeah, no, he's older. Uh, when I say older, I mean like twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Yeah.
0: Okay. So um, he, he must have come out as an older rookie then, right? Yeah. So Cam Johnson, yep. uh Cam Johnson is a guy whose card value has gone up over the last 30 days because I was just looking at market movers in, in preparation for the show. Um, and I would agree with you there. I would I would kind of steer clear of him. I think if you're gonna pick Brooklyn you go with Bridges or still can go back to Cam Thomas. Yeah, what's the deal,
1: man? Uh, Now,
0: this is a thing where, you know, we've talked about this before. Sorry to interrupt your segment. Like we've talked about the idea of making money on the same player over and over again. And this is an example of how you can do it. So if you listen to me and you bought Cam Thomas back last August or September, or I think I bought him in May. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. Now you've got, uh, you had you had to flip him when he put up three 40-point games like you had to. So hopefully yeah. you did that. But now that they – so then they made the trade. Now he's on the bench. He's behind Spencer Dinwiddie, right? And so – and and Bridges. So now it looks like he's totally lost. But if you think about it, his card prices are plummeting again, which makes it a perfect time to buy him. <clears throat> Because he's not just going to go away like that. He's going to be an asset one way or another. They're either going to work him back into the rotation next year or they're going to trade him. And either way there's going to, he's going to score again at the level that he scored at before. Yeah. And then you're going to sell his cards again. So I just think you could ride, you can ride this wave of cam Thomas. But anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt your, your segment because you were mentioning cam Johnson and I had to, Chime in and say, look, I looked at him at marketmoversapp.com. If you want your first month for only $1, use the promo code, no Offseason, and it'll help you save money. It'll help me make money. Shameless plug back to you, Gary.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting that the cam market, cam Johnson has gone up, like you said, in market movers, but sometimes you got a context, like he was so far down as the seventh man in Phoenix that, you know, would put up a good game every month, every month. But, um, I you, you want other guys that I think have a, a, a rising star, rising potential. No surprise, no shock. It's Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is about to have some major games on a big stage uh, for the Knicks in the playoffs. And you could say the same for Julius Randle. But for whatever reason, uh, the card market has not loved Julius Randle, no matter what he does. Now, last night he had, what, 56, 57 points. And there's some players, if they dropped 56 last night, their cards would just be like boom, boom, sold, 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 sold. Like lots of rookies flying off. You know, if um, I'm trying to think of a guy as an example, if Jaden Ivey had 56 last night, right? Um, right. But, uh, or Jalen Green, for that matter. But, but Julius Randle, I go on and there's like three cards sold and they may or may not have sold during or after that game. Like there's just not a, reaction to him like there would be for Brunson if he drops 50 in the garden in a playoff game against Giannis uh, that could totally happen he is the the thing about the Knicks that's crazy is they have three or four or five guys that could put up 40 points if you need them to RJ Barrett Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson Emmanuel quickly and uh, he used to he used to show off that potential Josh Hart like they're going to be a fascinating team to watch in the playoffs because uh, they're hungry they're playing with an edge. They've won many playoff-like games this season against teams like the Celtics. So I'm like, Jalen Brunson is one of those dudes that he's used to the pressure of the playoffs. He shined last year with alongside Luka. It wasn't just ball dominance when Luka's out. He was doing a lot in the playoffs with Luka. I, I just see, man, if a guy like that performs on that stage and he's got 2018 rookies that are still affordable or you still haven't graded yet, uh, that's a guy that I see as uh, as on the rise, not just this month, but this career. Um, yeah. So I, I like him a lot. Um, another guy that, that has started to rise in card value, and I'm curious to see what his team looks like in a couple of weeks, Memphis Grizzlies, is Jaron Jackson Jr., we're bringing that name back around again. His cards, I'd be curious to see his graph because
0: – Go green, uh, go
1: white. Red, Michigan State, baby. Uh, Sparty, so he – didn't they win too? They're in the Sweet 16, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, buddy. Um, my wife picked Marquette, and she went to school in Milwaukee, so that was a hard one for us. Uh, but I love, love the Sparty graduates, at least Jared and I do. Jared Jackson and Eric Snow, my two favorites.
0: Love Eric Snow.
1: Don't love Draymond, but that's a whole different conversation. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. has started to do this thing, uh, in the last month, and maybe this is one of the like silver linings of job ja being out is that Jaron is scoring, and th- there have been runs in his career, stretches in his career, where the threes fallen, and Jaron's taking shots, and he's playing within the flow of the offense, and he looks awesome. He looks like a franchise player, not just a defensive player of the year candidate. He's looking like the the total package again. And I, I almost hesitate to say it because that means he'll get hurt next week. Like I, I, I remember when I first fell for his game a few years ago, he had, he had a stretch of 25, 26, 27 a night for, for two months. And I'm like, this is awesome. And then he was injured for the next year. <laughs> dude is, dude is just has a ton of yeah. talent. And I see him as have an upside and Memphis is not just a one, a one player show with Ja. They have. If Jaron is that number two scorer, I love his potential as an investment long term. And unlike Cam Johnson, Jaron is still what, young? 22? He's young.
0: He left Michigan State after one year. He's super young. Right? He was a 2018, 2018 fourth overall pick, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. But anyway, yep. These are great names Jalen Brunson, Mikel Bridges, Jaron Jackson Jr., you mentioned Julius Randall in there doesn't get the love, but like with Brunson, Bridges, and Jackson, I feel like you should set your your calendars to buy them in August or like Gary said, maybe even like November, December, because those are the buying cycles where the hype dies off quite a bit for basketball for one reason or another, and yeah, also look for some of these guys mint grades from grading companies that aren't PSA because again, that sort of research now that you can get the bulk value submission of $19 a card, it opens up that additional profit margin that can help you either monetize more or just hedge your bet should the guy maybe not totally pan out, but you can still basically make money off of, off of the play. And those three guys are proven like the guys that you mentioned like the thing i like about brunson because i know you liked him last year <clears throat> yep gary yep. and i have been doing shows for a while together and, and i remember gary talking about jalen brunson last year when he was with the uh the mavs and make and making the playoff run and i i kind of when i don't love a guy and a guy's <laughs> just kind of getting on my radar and this happened with joe burrow by the way um when joe burrow made the super bowl run a couple years ago I was in the same boat as I was in with Jalen Brunson last year. I was kind of like, well, let's see him do it again. Like, let's see, let's see some consistency from this guy. Jalen Brunson is legit. He's the real deal. I mean, you knew that before I did, but now I can come out and say you were right. Like, and so I feel like um, he's in the category Mm -hmm. of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. He could make a playoff run this year. He could put up 50.
1: Oh, he should have been an all-star. Jalen Brunson should have been an all-star. Like I don't, I don't, I think Tyrese Halliburton is great, but I would have put Brunson in there over him every day. Yeah. I so, want
0: to give, I want to give a shout out to greenie green. Cause he's been in the comments for a while and he's a loyal audience member. Uh, he's, he's given shoes a bit of confidence in his, his drew Timmy play. Uh, and then, but then he also <laughs> came back and said, <clears throat> said that he bought a cam Thomas. I believe this is a cam Thomas contenders auto for 50 bucks contenders, rookie ticket auto for 50 bucks. That's down like that. I sold that card for like 150. Hmm. I sold multiple copies of that card for 150 after his 40, 40, 40 point. And then greenie green coming in. I know you don't like Jonathan Kaminga or any other goalie. <laughs> I don't
1: game, either. Love you. <laughs> I
0: do. I do agree with greenie green here. I think Kaminga, I don't know if Kaminga rises during the playoffs, but I like him long term. I really do. I think he's a long-term guy. So, and then Brett coming back with Gary. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Gary was on say? Brunson before Brunson was. I agree. <laughs> that's, <to right>. Gary. <laughs>
1: that's, that's true. Gary. I didn't realize Brunson was player of the year in his senior year or his last year at Villanova. Like, he, he's... The other thing you start to, to notice with these guys, like, uh, you at times when you're buying into a player, especially if you're putting some money in, um, you kind of want to know, not just are they injury prone are they on a playoff team like but also are they a a good character guy and like at least with like i I hate to say jaw is a question mark right now jalen brunson not a question mark right there are certain players russell westbrook question mark but Giannis not a question mark (laughs) like
0: (laughs) the stars are aligning for jalen brunson he's in new york he's Mm -hmm. playing well he's the he's a scoring point guard good character guy as you say Mm -hmm. All right. So, Gary, before we get to the number one rookie of the last three years, (laughs) you want to tell us about?
1: Yes, sir. And it's
0: not Bowl Bowl, and it's not Cam (laughs) Thomas.
1: It's not Taylor Horton Tucker.
0: It's not Taylor Horton Tucker. Before we get to that, I want to tell everybody, because we've got some new listeners today, that you can go premium free for a year at nooffseason.com. Check it out. Email me at paul at nooffseason.com to find out how. And if in that email you want to include any feedback on the podcast, I am all ears. Um, Gary, who is the number one rookie of the last three years? So that would be, just to qualify this, that would be 2020-2021, 2021-22, and 22-23.
1: So at... I'm going to break your heart, man. It's not Jonathan Kaminga.
0: <laughs> it's not Jonathan Kaminga.
1: And it's not Patrick Williams. Um, so Did
0: Greeny Green steal your thunder in the comments here? We'll find out in a what second.
1: Is, okay, here, here's my go deal. Go ahead and announce it. Here's my deal. What have we talked about the, the whole show? we talked about teams and players that have big playoff performances ahead of them that are going to make deep playoff runs this year, and maybe for many years to come. Okay, so I'm going to set it up like that. Think think with me about the top four teams in each conference, okay, that are going to make deep playoff runs. And if I went through each team, I think we would all agree that that Boston is going to have playoff runs for the next five to ten years, that Milwaukee is going to have playoff runs as long as they have Giannis. Neither that, of those
0: teams that, have a rookie in the last few years. Hey, 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 hey,
1: hey, I'm, I'm setting you up. I'm setting you up. That, I know I'm trying to uh, with the that, sun. That, that Denver and Philly and Cleveland, right? These some of these teams are going to have playoff runs deep into the next few years. And I want to say, hey, uh, popular you know basketball card culture has said the best rookies in these classes are, and I'll rattle some of them off, right? 2020, oh, it's Anthony Edwards, oh, it's LaMelo Ball, oh, it's James Wiseman. Well, Wiseman, no. LaMelo injured again on a non-playoff team. Anthony Edwards on a maybe playoff team is day-to-day, and they still don't have an identity with Carl Towns and Rudy Gobert. Uh, The next year, 21, who are we talking about? Cade Cunningham? I mean, sorry. Like, injured again on a non-playoff team? I can't can't put a lot of confidence in him or Jalen Green. Or who's the other guy? Okay, I love Evan Mobley. that That might be a that might be a different conversation, right? But he's got to start scoring more. The next year, we're talking about Paolo going nowhere on a non playoff team, right? For for who knows how long. Jabari Smith like finally made a basket last week. We've got we've got players in these rookie classes that are either not performing, they're injury prone, or they're not anywhere near the playoffs. And so that that nails me down to I'm down to maybe two players that are on those rosters of the top four teams in each conference that are rookies in the last three years that have scored 20 plus points a game. So I'm down to two guys. Can I
0: say one of them?
1: Yeah. You know where I'm going.
0: Desmond Bain.
1: Yes. Oh, oh. and let me rule out one more guy. Sorry. Tyrese Halliburton might be the best player of his rookie class. Like he's awesome, but the Pacers are terrible. (laughs) they are terrible and so he has to score at times to keep that team afloat and he's not going to the playoffs again so uh, he's awesome I just feel like I need to say his name but no Desmond Bain and the second guy is Tyrese Maxey and here he is the third of a big three starting again averaging more than 24 a game in the last 10 games Gonna be a playoff run deep, deep in May for the Sixers. James Harden has sacrificed his ego to make guys like Maxi look good. Is he a big shot baller? Absolutely. He is. So there you go. Oh, I want that card, dude. I'm actually got a few Origins autos in my. And you guys already know I love Tyrese Maxi. Like it's been no secret. He is. He he and LeBron and Darius Garland are my big three. But Tyrese Maxey is all the things we've talked about. Other players, big performances ahead of him, good character guy. Can he score? Does his team believe in him and give him the ball in big moments? All those things. Yes, 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 yes to Maxi. So I think I think right now, because of the playoff runs ahead of him, he's the best pick of the last three rookie classes. That's that's I my.
0: Just, I just want to say. When you texted me this last night in preparation <laughs> for the show, the text from Gary says, and it's the last item on our agenda. <laughs> and dot, 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 why Tyrese Maxey is the best card investment of the last three rookie classes. Smiley face, thumbs up emoji. It Did made me that? so happy because <laughs> I have been buying Tyrese Maxey for the last several months. I have been investing in Tyrese Maxi. I have been telling Sports Card Strategy Show listeners why they should buy Tyrese Maxi. We are 100% locked and loaded, aligned on this. And it seems like the audience is, too, He's with awesome. some of the comments that are coming in. So, Gary, so great good. analysis, great call. He's so
1: good. Last week, I went to the Cavs-Sixers game, and I was rooting for the Cavs. But just as a prank, I wore my Tyrese Maxi jersey. He drops five threes. He made a three with like a minute, 10 left. And the whole place just went like dude is clutch. And, uh, and the Sixers go to him. If it was something where James Harden wasn't getting him the ball, then I'd be like, okay, let's pause on the maxi love, but they, they want him to shine. Doc Rivers wants that kid to be a star and, and, uh, and he is so, yeah. And I, that's my guy.
0: The icing on the icing on the cake with Maxi is that you know you start to see him a little bit in some commercials um like he's in a he's in a weird a weird soda commercial like uh <laughs> it's it's a competitor to sprite, I can't think of the name of it, but anyway, it was a Super Bowl ad, and he's just like in it at the end staring up at the jumbotron and uh I don't know it's like those kinds of things where it's it's their little indicators that we're not the only ones that are noticing Tyrese Maxi, mm, and I think mm. that's a big deal because as soon as ESPN and all the the mainstream media starts to feature Tyrese Maxi, the other thing I look at from time to time in the card market is when ESPN or TNT or TBS is previewing upcoming games, they mm-hmm. choose a player's headshot from each team to sort of feature in their graphic. And I've started to notice that, like, you'll see Anthony Edwards, you'll see guys like Maxi, and if they choose a guy like Maxi over Embiid, or you know, just just an example, right? Um, that that is a kind of indicator that the media, the mainstream media, is taking notice of a guy that the card market knows. And so that, uh, the player still has to perform, but I think what that means is when the player starts to perform, the media is ready to jump on that. And that definitely yep. helps their card the card prices spike. So, um, greeny green, uh, has a couple of, uh, has a, has a couple of questions, but I do want to, yeah, yeah. get to that. I want to give Gary a chance to add anything he wants to add. And then, and then before you all leave the show, I've got my play that I think will make you guys a lot of money if you, if you're willing to do it. Um, but before we get to my play,
1: sure.
0: Uh, Greeny Green says Maxi always smiling, and Greeny Green's question back to the, uh, I guess a collateral benefit of a Wembenyama. This is a good. This is a great question. He <laughs> says, "Do you guys think um, the cards will go up for the team that drafts Wembenyama?" So, like Gary mentioned this earlier in the show, if the Pistons, <clears throat> let's use the Pistons as an example because they're my team, and I hope they get Wembenyama, and they get they. I think that if they move. On from if they draft Wembenyama, they should move on from Boyan and they should start Wembenyama at the three, and they should go with Wiseman, either Isaiah Stewart or Duren at the you know the four or five combo, and then Wembenyama. So you get the bangers. Let Wembenyama play the three, the wing, and then go Ivy and Cade. That would be a hot starting lineup, young starting lineup for my Pistons. But then the question becomes to to Greeny Green's point. Do all of the players' card values go up for the team that drafts Wembenyama? Gary, what do you think?
1: Uh, for your sake, I hope it is Detroit. Thank uh, you. Do all the players go up the The obvious starters? I think gradually. I think there's just going to be such a Wembenyama hype that people are going to be buying Wembenyamas. Yeah, I agree. And I
0: think that's my take, too. Cade,
1: Cade cards will go up because he's Cade. Um, The Spurs fascinate me because they've got a couple of young talents that may never matter in the playoffs, but if they get Wembenyama, they will like Devin Vassell and Keldon Johnson and even Malachi Branham lately. They've got some scorers that if they, if they put a franchise player in the middle of that thing with a coach like Popovich, that's, that's going to be fun to watch. Um, That's true. I want to apologize publicly to Evan Mobley because in a month he could be the best rookie of the last three classes uh, depending on what he what he does and I love Desmond Bain as much as anybody but I think he has deferred a lot of the offense in Jaws absence to uh, Tyus Jones and Dylan Brooks which isn't necessarily a bad move but Desmond Bain like you said has as as much going for him as Maxi. it's just a matter of the opportunity in front of him and uh, and Maxie is the man taking that opportunity. So I, I sort of well, rabbit trail a little bit, but that's
0: okay. I think you need to publicly apologize to Scotty Barnes. Cause I don't think you mentioned his name. I know you don't, I think
1: Scotty Barnes uh, sucks in, <laughs> I com- knew in you're comparison. Say- <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I don't get the hobby love for him. I don't get what, I mean, I get why he was rookie of the year. Cause he had a big year, but he's like the fifth or sixth best player on his team. And we're st- some reason we're still talking about him. Like he matters. Um, I'm going to take heat for that in three years when he eventually he throws a jump shot, but I don't think he matters right I now. I
0: think he does matter. I think he can play <laughs> all think... five positions and he can no. put up triple doubles. Paul,
1: we're supposed to agree, agree on everything. What's going on right now? No, I'm we're just... not. We're supposed to disagree. <laughs> that's why it's fun, right?
0: I know. So I, I think know.
1: Scotty Barnes is crap. I, I would not invest in his cards and I would I would have sold them <laughs> six months I mean, ago. That's, so, that's exactly
0: yes. why I brought him up because I needed to get yeah. you fired up. And you left it yeah, yeah. out on purpose. So I need to give him some love.
1: Well, some of it's too. Like we talked about, somebody mentioned Maxi smiling all the time. Who's never smiling? Scotty Barnes. Like he's, <laughs> he's in, in conflict with his team. What, what's the deal, man? You're not getting along with OG or with the, um, there was one other player, Thaddeus Young. Like there's, there's some internal stuff going on. Toronto doesn't have an identity. So some of it, maybe it's not Scotty's fault. Maybe it's just a team that doesn't know who they are and they're tired of the whole roster being involved in trade rumors. That that team should be one of the best in the East and they're not. So maybe some of that is like poisoning Scotty's like
0: Scotty's potential. Scotty hasn't yeah. even he hasn't even had his coming out party yet. Scotty's gonna be a great NBA player. Gary What is
1: it with you and guys that haven't played well yet? Like Kaminga and Scotty Barnes. Like, Buy low. What? <laughs> You're going really low.
0: Where's Jalen Suggs at? By <laughs> Overpay right? Where's low. Jalen Suggs? Buy low on Jalen Suggs. Like that it, hate be- it, let me know in the comments.
1: Man, Bones Island, right? I- Bones, <laughs> oh, buy low. There are those players. That's I think that's the risk of prospecting. Some guys that just get buried on the depth chart. And and I got people messaging me like, hey, maybe we should buy Markel Faults now. I'm like, are we really talking about one of the four point guards on the Orlando Magic right now? I know, really- I know. Are you really? I- no, I know. Toronto has so many players. What are they doing, man? I think Scotty Barnes could be good. Don't hear me saying that. Gary thinks oh, Scotty Barnes isn't talented. Like,
0: don't backtrack. You said Scotty
1: Barnes. Sucks. In comparison to the I guys we're talking about, like we're talking about. To Greeny Tyrese Green- Halliburton, Max Greeny Green
0: says Greeny Green says <laughs> I'm with Gary unless Barnes turns into mini Giannis. I don't see the value. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I think Scotty Barnes will turn into mini Giannis.
1: Come on, Come absolutely.
0: On. Let's go, Gary.
1: Oh, dude. Let's go. The Let's guy that should have won Rookie of the Year last year was Evan Mobley. He's a thousand times better than Scottie Barnes. He's the man he's with great the Cleveland kid.
0: Cavs jersey on.
1: Exactly. Cause... But he's on a team that knows who they are and gets him the ball. Like, uh, Evan Mobley way over Scottie Barnes, if we had to do it
0: again. Gary, Gary's wearing a Kyrie.
1: I am. Cleveland. I got it at a thrift store for five bucks. <laughs> I had to. This is the, the jersey Kyrie hit the shot in. Flip so it. I'm like, even though I hate Kyrie right now, <laughs> I you said flip it?
0: Flip it for 10.
1: <laughs> I could probably get 12. Probably get more for it.
0: <laughs> Love it. All right, so so Dude. Brett says, I want to chime in on the Wembenyama thing. So Brett says other stars on the team might increase. Could just be a brief bump, though. I totally yep. agree. I think yep. what intrigues me that I've thought about is Charlotte. So then you'd have LaMelo and Wembenyama as basically the only two players worthy of even talking about thinking about on that in that entire franchise and that could be interesting but anyway you very,
1: you just wrote off your michigan state guy completely miles bridges is he done
0: well where is, is he, he retired I mean, is he even in the league
1: i don't there, even see rumors the team. That, that he might come back even the last few games of the season i'm not i'm not kidding maybe that was an instagram meme but he was he's still Buy a dude by low
0: okay <laughs> if crazy. you see new i'm gonna say right now if you see news That Miles Bridges will for sure be coming back to the NBA. I don't care what team. Go buy his Silver Prism. Right. Twenty. It's a twenty eighteen rookie. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Unless you like
1: better players, go buy Miles Bridges Silver Prism. Unless you like better, there
0: there are not many better players than Miles Bridges. (laughs) Miles Bridges as a player is amazing. He's so fun to watch. As a human, he was amazing. He proved a little bit otherwise with his with his mistake, but hopefully he can rebound. We we wish everybody well here at the basketball cards. We do
1: even Kuminga, uh, even Barnes. I don't know. I don't Cam think Thomas. Gary wishes. I hope Cam Thomas Scottie gets to, well. to play.
0: <laughs> I don't think Gary wishes Kuminga or Scotty Barnes well.
1: It's not Barnes's fault that he's not good. It's just <laughs> we'll
0: see, we'll see, we'll see. This is why we this is why we love each other here. Okay, That's so right. Gary, how do you feel about me? Helping everybody listening make some serious money. Let's do it. Okay. Got to give a shout out to Chad Gill just for inspiring me to do this. But in my deep dive, I have found some gems. For example, I just bought this Michael Jordan 1992 upper deck card, which is very hard to find in a gem mint grade. I made an offer. You can see the subgrades here. For those of you uh, listening on Spotify or Apple, this is a HGA 95. So this has nine five corners, nine five edges, nine five centering, and nine surface. Part of the reason why I probably got a deal on it, but good chance that I can crack this slab and submit the PSA for a PSA 10. It will be in a bulk submission that I've already planned for, so there's no additional cost other than the $19 grading fee here for me on this card. It was listed at $59.99 or best offer. I submitted an offer for $40. Yes, got sir. It got accepted. Thank you. Yes, sir. Why did I submit an offer for $40? And really, really... And, and if, the, if, that, if that offer would have been declined, I probably would have gone back and just paid the $59.99. Why? Here's why. Go to sportscardinvestor.com and go to the PSA 10 of this card. The PSA 10 of this card consistently sells for between $185 and $200. So I'm $40 into this card. I'm going to be $60 total into this card. When it comes back, not if, but when it comes back as (laughs) it's 10, I will have a card that will sell for, let's say $175, probably worst case scenario, because this is Michael Jordan. Do the math on that profit. Take out the eBay fees, whatever. I'm profiting. This is an easy $120 for me. Mm -hmm. Should we not just be wash, rinsing, and repeating on this kind of play? Like, I know we talk about all the stuff we talked about on the show with who could do this, who could do that. Could Scotty Barnes and Jonathan Kaminga be good? Could they suck? What's going to happen? Miles Bridges. Or should you not just go do stuff like this? Over and over and over mm-hmm, again, mm-hmm. and make a ton of money to either fund your PC, pay off your mortgage, whatever floats your boat, <laughs> reinvest in more cards, buy a new car, take your family on vacation, donate to charity, whatever, right? But I mean, to <laughs> right. me, this is this is probably <laughs> what I'm gonna be doing. And then and when you when you think that there's just a ridiculous amount of Michael Jordan cards. And and we know how hard it is to get a Gem Mint grade from, say, the the late 80s through the through the mid-90s on a lot of these cards. And, I mean, we talk about Michael Jordan being a guy that's kind of untouchable in the card market, like in terms of being high floor, low risk kind of a guy. Should we not just be scouring the thousands of Michael Jordan cards here on Sports Card Investor and trying to find cards that were submitted to lower tier but respectable grading companies, cracking and submitting mm-hmm. the PSA. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Gary?
1: Uh, I agree 100%. And uh, part of this is because the, the name and the reputation and the career of Michael Jordan is at the very top Of all time, and yes, everything you said is correct. I had this thought about a week ago, too, because my son has started doing a similar approach with Jordan shoes buying classic Jordan shoes, uh, new uh, or still in the box. Uh, You can find them at at good deals on eBay and flip them for twice what you paid through some of these online shoe selling apps. So, I'm like, I'm not, why am I not doing that with cards and PSA? (laughs) Nine or tens of other, like yeah, absolutely, Paul. You're right, and and so I've I've actually looking at my collection and investments going. I'm missing a big opportunity. <laughs> miss, um, we we might have missed it by collecting or investing in anybody else other than Michael during seasons like this. There was a time two years ago I would say like don't it, everything Michael is overpriced. Well, now it's like dude
0: (laughs) now go it's the perfect time now and i i don't think we missed it and here's why i think that i thought about this as i was walking around the nash dash and all i was thinking you know what in 2021 think of all the cards that were submitted to sgc think of all the cards that were submitted to hga psa nobody was submitting to psa because psa didn't want backlog yeah and so What that means is there's a ton of these slabs waiting for people to buy them now, like the one I just showed on my screen, the HGA 95 Jordan 92. Nobody gives a crap about that card. Nobody cares about a 1992 Upper Deck Base number 23 Michael Jordan card. But they care enough to buy it in a PSA 10 for $185.00. And think of all the people that submitted cards like that in 2021 to SGC and HGA. So I think now we haven't missed it. Now is the time to go exactly. do what we've been talking about on the sports card strategy show with Chad. And there's so many opportunities to do it. Um, I know this isn't the football card strategy show, but the Jerry Rice 1986 rookie card, mm. that in a PSA nine goes for close to $2,000. There are a ton of S. SGC and BGS eight fives and nines Mm. floating around for between 500, between 450 and $750 on eBay right now. There's a, there's a risk there in that the PSA, the, the PSA eight sells for about $250. So you could be all in, you could be all in like $600 including tax and shipping for a card that's going to get you $250 if you get the 8. But if you get the PSA 9, that's close to a $2000 card. So there're definitely risks in this game. I want to give everybody that disclaimer. Mm. But I think that there might be more sure bets out there that you guys can go get. So I'd love to know your thoughts on on everything we discussed today. I'd love to know your thoughts on the Gary verse, uh, because <laughs> what the- Brett Brett seems to be familiar with the Gary versus Yes, yeah, sir. Siakam, I knew Siakam was Gary's guy. I knew that. That's oh, why love, I love
1: love Siakam. But again, Toronto is ter- here. Can I add on this the about Barnes train about thinking about cards and players as they move forward? Because a lot of what we do is try to project. Some teams know how to handle young players and empower and develop them, and some teams. Uh, are confused and and not doing that so well and uh, I, I'm concerned when you rattled off all the all the talented names in Detroit like Jalen Duran, crazy talent is he gonna get developed or is he just gonna be shuffled through the Isaiah Stewart James Wiseman Victor if yeah. they get him like all these big men he'll never fully develop unless he has the opportunity too. yeah mm-hmm. Marvin what but I, I watch other teams just gonna call out Oklahoma City they seem to know that with Jalen Williams, they have a a stretch three who can do all the things, and he's the rated rookie I'm I'm shopping for in this year's Don Russ or this year's class because a he's scoring a lot and does a lot with the ball, plays great defense, but b because he's on a team that is featuring him and not jerking him in and out of the lineup all the time, like a a, a team that's gonna uh, develop this kid and say look, you're right up there with SGA and Josh Giddey as a part of our foundation. Go for it, buddy. Like empower these young guys. Don't confuse them. Like they do it. Most of the franchises in the league, you know? So uh, that being said, that's, that's a thing. Like when, when, uh, could Darius Garland be just as uh, a wasted talent as Jalen Suggs, they might be the same. They might have the same potential yet one. He has to play point guard for the, for the foreseeable future Suggs, who knows if he'll ever get the chance to carry a team and, and play through the the growing pains of being a young point guard in the league beyond like two games in a row. So some of this is watching guys develop and knowing that it takes some time and, and will they ever get that time? Sorry, I just went on a long diatribe about player development, but I like Jalen Williams and any other guys who are in a lane that they can just run in with a team that develops them like OKC or Memphis does.
0: No, I love it. So a couple things need to happen. So, Thank you, Brett. Uh, yeah, what did Brett say for the uh, for the? He says, "Great play depends on the risk tolerance and how good you are at cracking a slab." Uh, lots of PSA tens mm-hmm. waiting to be cracked and resubbed. Mm-hmm. I agree. So Br- I often wonder, Brett, why doesn't the guy who's trying to sell me the Jerry Rice BGS nine, <laughs> who's convinced it's a PSA nine, and he's trying to sell me on that? For like a thousand dollars why doesn't he just do that and i think brett answered that question in a way because i do think there's a lot of people out there who just feel safe with it in the slab and want to sell it i'm yeah. the type of person i want to crack that mf and, and <laughs> because 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 i know how to crack a slab and, and if you don't know how to crack a slab email me at paul at nooffseason.com and i'm going to show you a great video that our guy chad gill put together uh, for our premium members at No Offseason, and uh, another thing that needs to happen before we sign off today is Gary and I need to meet up at a card show.
1: Mm. We need to meet each other face. We need to do this at a card show.
0: We need to do this at a card show. I agree. We need to we need to do this at a card show, and then we need to walk around and enjoy each other's company at a card <laughs> show
1: and meet people.
0: So, all of you listeners, email me at paul at nooffseason.com or uh, cards underscore hoops on Twitter is Gary's
1: I'd rather Instagram at hoops and cards. Probably Instagram, the best. DM Instagram me. At,
0: yeah. So Instagram at, at hoops, hoops and cards. cards. Um, and then sports card strategy on Instagram or email me at Paul at no What I want to do is I want to know where all of you are and what card shows you go to. And can we not get a little meetup together, a little hoops and cards, basketball card strategy show, audience meetup at a card show so seriously really like hang hey, out with all of you hey come awesome.
1: come to canton ohio baby come to the pro football hall of fame with us we've got a show this saturday uh, we've got a show every like twice a month paul and one of them's a i mean they're both pretty big they're uh not in not necessarily like huge rooms but lots of people lots of regulars and i think it'd be fun to, to have you there so if you ever yeah, that would be awesome yeah plus you could see the hall of fame
0: mid-june would be a great time for me to make a trip like that so let's let's look at if there's a show around that mid-june time frame Emily totally. my, my family's gonna go to Spain and visit friends and I'm staying here in the U, good old US of a and I would like to check you know it'd be a great time for me to just make a solo trip so we'll we'll check something out everybody okay. thanks so much for watching and listening to the basketball card strategy show. Gary from Hoops and Cards. Gary, do you have anything else? You, you've you given so many nuggets. Do you have anything else you want to add for today's show?
1: I actually, I need to go right now, Paul, and fill up my watch list with Jordan HGA 9. I'm serious. that That's a great play. Um, I, I still think there's, I guess if I'm adding anything, I still think there's buying opportunity and, and Darius Garland too. Like I don't want to. Okay. We, we kind of, we mentioned his name once as if, he's not still an all-star point guard ready for a deep playoff run and people not, not looking at his card values. So, so yeah, but no, it's been a great show, man. Always great to see you. And thanks for all you do for the hobby and for us to keep us informed and challenge. I love it. Except for the Scotty Barnes takes. I'm good with you. So
0: you too, man. Kaminga and Barnes forever Everybody, (laughs) for watching and listening. Have a great day.
1: Boom. That was a blast, Paul. Are you still on? That was a blast. Is it still?